can't dance, I can't sing. The only thing about me is where I'm rolling everything. What is going on? Does anybody out there even Earth Dawn, bro? I think I'm the only one playing uh, actual plays of Earth Dawn right now. It's uh, it's a shame. <laughs> it's <sighs> I'm back at it though. I can't I can't put it down. Um, so after my last video, you probably surmised that I was writing an adventure uh, for Earth Dawn. Last of the Cure Hope was uh, the previous pamphlet adventure I wrote and played through. Um, and this is the continuation of it, uh, Escape from Care Hope. So the idea is uh, the characters explored this part. I'm going to re reuse the map. We've explored this part, this much of the, of the care. As you can kind of see there, my chicken scratchings. Um, and this time we're back at it again uh, with hopes of getting the survivors out of this joint. So uh, well, let's get right into it. So it's another adventure for Earth Dawn 4th edition for four Circle One adepts. So my uh, I ran it with two last time, two adepts uh, at Circle One, and I just halved all the challenges. This time I'm gonna run four, so I added two more. Um, uh, <laughs> I've got the Obsidian Archer, who's a he's a spear thrower, and um, Salavan, the Discrang Weapon Smith. So they're I just brought them up to the same legend total as uh, the other two. So I'm gonna run it with four this time. I'll try that um, since I'm not quite as new to the system. I'm slightly more. Uh, <laughs> Uh, capable. Uh, I hopefully can run the four characters without too much hassle and game master for myself. Uh, so I'll read the intro text. It says, The elders of Care Hope believe the scourge is over and hope to evacuate the Care after 400 years of hiding underground. However, the surviving 100 residents have been trapped in the fields chamber for 20 years, deep inside the Care complex, surrounded by the undead of their loved ones who can sometimes be heard scratching outside the stone chamber door. Having recovered the Hope Gate key last time, so that was one of the one of the objectives last time, which I did succeed in, in doing, uh, the adepts have now been uh, tasked with reaching the Hope Gate itself and investigating the surface and clearing the way for the eventual exodus of Care Hope. Uh... The lost quartermaster chamber once held food, equipment, and supplies for 300 residents to reclaim and rebuild in the new world. Its current condition is unknown, however, prompting the elders to also task the adepts with fighting their way to the quartermaster chamber uh, to see if anything can be salvaged. So there's where we're at. Uh, it's been an indeterminate amount of time since their last foray, their last uh, adventure out into the lost care. Uh, last time we had a hard time with the two characters, uh, I came across two goats, and the goats, the corrupted goats, actually killed me. So I had a little reset, continued playing after that, and we discovered, so we've explored the stable, the gardens, uh, the refuse, like the, the, the garbage pit, the, uh, one of the housing, there's more housing uh, chambers, uh, and the common room. Um, so this time, yeah, so we got to get, reach the Hope Gate, open it, and secure the exit. Um, we got to, right here it says, uh, investigate the Quartermaster Chamber. That's worth 50 legend points, 75 legend points for getting to the Hope Gate and clearing it. Uh, and then get the survivors safely through the Hope Gate to the surface. That's 75 legend points. Uh, and recover Ransom's journal, if not already done. That's 75 legend points. So I did play uh, a little extra with the last pamphlet. And I did find Recover Ransom's journal already. So I don't need to do that one now. Um, and then it says GM should add multiple session LP awards uh, along the way as well. Uh, of course. Um, so actually, yeah, let's go over the back here. The pamphlet, pamphlet it says, uh, this pamphlet adventure is the continuation of the Last of Care Hope pamphlet adventure. Uh, yeah, so as I showed there before, this guy here. 
use the map generated from the previous pamphlet explorations and reuse those instructions for generating new rooms, corridors, and counters as before. So I'm going to use this, um, this, these tables here, get more bang for my buck out of that. Um, the locations of the four new rooms included in this adventure can be chosen uh, by the GM or randomly placed. I'm going to randomly place them, I think. And it says, keep in mind, the elders would have, uh, would have given the adepts the directions to go to these new rooms, like the quartermaster chamber and where to find the hope gate, unless you want to play it, uh, otherwise. Um, uh, I'm thinking I might want to. Perhaps no one living in, uh, remembers the care layout, uh, well enough, and there are no maps or wall signs available for the adepts, uh, to explore. If this is the case, you can add the four new rooms to the previous pamphlet, eight rooms. So there were eight rooms here that you rolled a D8. Uh, if you add the four to that, you just roll a D12. And then as you explore new rooms, you roll to see which room you come across. Um, as before, if you roll any doubles or whatever, you can always just choose housing because there would be more housing rooms. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Traversing uh, previously cleared rooms only has a one in six chance of running into another encounter as opposed to this nasty uh, 2d6 encounter table where you only get nothing on a two or three. Pretty rare. Um, this time, however, moving through the care uh, risks coming face to face with the Garmec Horror who has surfaced and roamed slowly throughout the care. So we're up in the ante this time. We're still level one adept, but uh, I, uh, I've made it uh, much more difficult. Um, we'll see, that's why we're playing this through to see how deadly this is. So um, this each day the GM should roll secretly to place the Garmec, uh, to place him in a random room hall or hallway on the map. So this will be fun. It's going to be a, a random seek and destroy monster just sitting out there waiting, like a landmine, I guess, more. Uh, number each room and corridor explored plus doors leading to unexplored rooms. And then roll randomly to see where the Garmec currently resides. It will remain in that room for the day. So I've got my numbers here on every room and unexplored or whatever, unopened door. Um, I've got... Uh, I've got a nice, I've got about 20, I've got 21 doors, I believe it was. Yeah, I didn't use this one. Um, so I just left a nice 20. And I'm going to roll a d20 to place the Garmec first day as we go. Um, and in the field's chamber, if the field's chamber is rolled, um, the water, so that's where all the survivors reside. If the field chamber is rolled, uh, then... The Garmec shows up, he gets in. It says the water source becomes fouled that day uh, and the Garmec will emerge from the well three days later, having found a way in through the natural aquifer. So there is there is this doomsday clock going. Sooner or later, you're gonna roll, uh, I've got it labeled as one here. So if I roll a one on the D20, the Garmec, um, he gets into the chambers and <laughs> starts starts uh, munching on the, the survivors, possibly while the characters are out roaming around. Although we pretty much always return to the fields for uh, for rest for night. So, you know, um, they're probably going to be around if anything goes down like this. So they can fight it off. Well, they're not going to fight this thing, probably. Um, but it will accelerate the timeline because we got to get all these people out sooner or later. And it, this is the timer. Sooner or later, uh, the characters will be um will be their hand will be forced to get everybody out so that's the idea anyways uh additional complications if it's not hard enough for you you can add these uh, additional problems i'm not going to do any of that i'm going to just try and play it straight um yeah so here we go and there is one more thing, actually, if the quarter on how to use this pamphlet, if the quartermaster's chamber is rolled, um, um, full disclosure here, uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, there are 10 survivors uh, still there. And uh, if the horror is rolled and, and the quartermaster chamber comes up, consider all 10 residents dead by the end of the day, unless the adepts... Uh, intervene in some way okay so let's start things off here with a d20 roll let's place the garmec horror um oh boy he is right here 
he's right in the middle. Oh boy. Okay. Well, there there is two ways around this um, to get past him. Oh wow. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see which way the characters go. I'll just roll randomly when they get there. So Garmek is. I'll just put a. Well, I'll just remember he's right here. Okay. So our characters are. Uh, adept heroes head out um, and they're going to go looking for actually I might I might um, kind of shortcut this a little bit um, if I was running this for a gang I'd probably actually play I'd make them explore I'd just uh, explain it away that uh, nobody in the fields left remembers um, uh, clearly enough which way uh, adepts need to go to find the hope gate in the uh in the chamber quartermaster chamber so the adepts are kind of on their own they'd have to explore and i'd maybe roll randomly but uh, this time let's place the let's place the um the hope gate actually it would make sense to be right off the commons right here so i'm gonna i'm gonna place it right here okay so um so for this play test We'll take the characters right there. We have to go by the Garmec one way or another here. I'm going to roll for a random D6 to get the hallway that connects the... Okay, so hallway is number four. Oh, interesting. It's this one here. Um, comes up. And actually, let's just... Uh, by GM decision, this right here would be... Actually, let's make that a double width hallway. That would make sense too, right? It is the, the main way in. And since our characters did get into this room, uh, they would be aware of probably be a nice big double door um, gateway right here. So this would be, here is the hope gate. Okay, so we got that going on. Hope gate up there. Can we see that on the video? Sort of. Okay, um, so we know, we'll say that the uh, adepts have a leg up and they know to get there. Uh, do we want to go there first though? Check out the quartermaster. Um, let's go there first. Okay, so we step out into the, uh, into the care and we roll 1d6. We've already cleared this hallway. No ghouls have found their way back into here. Ghouls or other such nonsense. Okay, we'll go into this room. 1d6, okay, five, nothing. So we get into here. Um, let's check. No, let's continue on. Two, okay, so we get into this hallway, nothing. On a one, we're gonna get an encounter. Five, okay, so we're into the gardens and no encounter. Um, so this is where if you weren't just play testing it or playing it solo like I am, you'd be explain, explaining, uh, describing lots of ruinous caverns and just being a awesome game master like I'm sure everybody out there is um, describe the place uh, give some creepy eerie music uh, to the players maybe have some foreboding stuff they could search these places too because this place is in ruin there's uh, there are valuables to be found um, treasure I've already done the fighting through here but I never bothered to really search it but uh, okay so we're in the <laughs> here we are we're in the gardens and we can go two ways to continue on if we go up, we run into the Garmic Horror. We go this way, um, we can we go around. One to three, we go this way. Oh, four. Ha, now that's fun. Now the character's not realizing the horror is just lounging about in here, just hanging out. They go this way, uh, into this hallway. What do we got? A five, no encounter. Wow, I'm super lucky here. Up into the housing chamber. Three, nothing into the refuse chamber. Six, nothing. Up into this hallway. Well, we're fast-tracking here, nothing. In the gar uh, into the commons. We've got a three, still nothing. To the hope gate. And we get an encounter, <laughs> about time, I guess, really. Okay, let's roll 2d6 on the um, encounter table here. And five, there's still a chance of getting nothing. We rolled a two or three. We roll a five and we get um, four plus 1d4 krill worms dang man four oh golly okay all right i'll turn that light on there we've got eight eight krill worms in the hallway um 
in the entrance hallway, kind of uh, leading to the Hope Gate. Interesting. Somehow, some krillworms got inside the place. That's cool. All right, let's grab the krillworms on page 307. I believe these things were quite wimpy. There's eight of them. Um, yeah. yeah, 13 death rating. Tough to hit, though. Physical defense of 10. All right. Let's just write that in. 10. Krill worms. Okay. And here we go. We roll initiative. Oh, no, we got to roll on the monster strategy. There's a chance that they won't attack. One. Um, they flee and regroup. So the, okay, so the krill worms um, flee somehow. And uh, it says add to the next encounter if possible. So the things maybe fly up into the corner of the room. The krill worms are nocturnal flyers traveling in swarms ranging from 8 to 80 members. Uh, feed on large insects and small animals, small mammals. They have segmented bodies. 18 inches long, um, needle-sharp teeth, and foul-smelling substance many believe to be toxic. Um, generally do not attack larger animals and humanoids, but a swarm of them can cause problems. Okay. Um, you know what, I'm going to um, we'll add them to the next encounter. As instructed. Now. They, so they seem to disappear for the time being and leave us alone. So we walk up to, barring all cool descriptions um, and all that nice dramatics that I'd probably try to do when running for a group. Let's get right down to business here. So the Hope Gate. We walk up to the Hope Gate. We have this disc, uh, basketball site, um, disc that is the key. Fits into... Um, I, I, I visualize a, an indentation into the large double doors of the Hope Gate. The only way out of here. Uh, and then we'll read the box text to the to the characters. The 15 foot high and 10 foot wide inner Hope Gate door stands defiantly shut and looms before you in ancient silence. Its silver inlaid decorated runes gleam from your torchlight and a disc-shaped relief trimmed in gold marks the slot for the matching disc-shaped key. So insert that and suspense, da -da -da, whatever. And the next box text to read out here is the heavy stone door, double doors glide slowly open and as fresh air rushes past you into the care. For the first time in over 400 years, the entire care seems to inhale and gasp in expectation. What the characters don't know, the next part here, a Mulgrim lairs on the other side, directly against the door. As it swings open, roll for initiative. <laughs> so, surprise. Um, so the Krill Worms, we'll say, are um, start attacking. So they, they have a small, maybe, maybe they found a small crevice, a crack or something in the foundation or the wall. Um, so they can get out and in, inside and outside. And they're on the other side of the door now. So we'll go to, so we'll add them to the, to the uh, encounter, just like it's said. And we will rock this combat against a Mulgrim and eight Krillworms. Not good, not good for our heroes. Um, let's see now. We're looking at an initiative roll. Uh, step nine for the Mulgrim. D8, D6. That's pretty nasty. Seven. And our gang will be initiative. Ugh, yeah, I'm rolling. D6 and D8. My fighters. Oh, the Mithra, my wizard, will go at the same time as the Mulgrim. And she, D6. D6, yeah. My weaponsmith and archer are both D6. Yeah. Okay, Mulgrim goes first, along with the wizards. Uh, the Krill Worms, let's see what's up with them. They're uh, initiative 9 as well, the 86. Yeah, so they go first. 
Um, and they attack. Eight of them? Good golly, right? Okay, uh, let's fight on a 12. Okay, step 12, 2d10. So we'll have them harry um, two people. There's four, okay. They will harry, let's see, who gets harried? One, two, three, four. So the archer and the weaponsmith get harried. Group attacks. Um, yep, that's an attack on the archer. Successful, uh, seven, five. It's not an extra success, and oh, fails to get uh, damage in on the weaponsmith. But they are harried now. Damage is uh, bite seven, so that's not so bad. D twelve. Uh, oh, eleven. Oi, those things just tear him a new one. Uh, that'd be eleven times four. He'd be dead after that. Um, oof, this is nasty. Okay, adding these guys to the, that's eight first circle challenges. Okay, well right there, a uh, skilled game master would have to know that that is too much. Eight frequent quill rooms. Okay, let's just fight the Mulgrim then. Mm, play testing. This is why we do it. Okay. Um, maybe we should say that um, just a couple, they fly off. From the previous encounter and a couple show up here so maybe just maybe just two so we'll attack with another one and that's not going to get through so we'll take the 11 damage on salivan so he takes two of them um we'll say two show up instead of eight that'll just give us some trouble here so uh, what did he take 11 damage he's got armor uh of five so he took uh, six damage then uh, so which is wound threshold is eight. Okay, we're up to six damage on Saladin the Weaponsmith. Now, Mithra, um, we got to get this uh, combat set up here, don't we? Get some miniatures in on this. All right, here we are. We've got the McNasty here, the Mulgrim. Say the um, just using my new my new mini book. What is it? The uh, the little book of battle mats. I like this little thing. Say the binding is the doorway. So we open it up, <laughs> and we're just standing here like chumps, and we're almost surprised. Uh, one, two. So that's the archer, weapon smith. Okay, one, two, three. Whoops, four. One, two, three, four. One, one, two, three, four. Uh, and. Yeah, here's the Mulgrim, here's the Krill Worms. So they flew in and they attacked number four, Salivan. So they're on, basically on him. And then this thing uh, will attack one of the two front guys. Let's see who. Uh, one to three would be uh, Phage, Stormblade, my warrior. Oh, actually, yeah, I wanted to Mithra, the wizard. I wanted him to cast Mage armor. Uh, mage armor takes zero threads. Okay, so that's cool. We'll do our spell casting of so that's four step four plus perception of seven. So we're looking at an eleven, a d eight, a d d eight, a d ten, d eight, d ten. Uh, my tens. Uh, that's a ten. I have to beat Mystic Defense of six on my. Uh, warrior so that's oh actually I rolled an 11 so that is an extra success awesome that's extra success by one check out mage armor I think I can give him a bit of a boost on that probably only only duration which is fine we'll just say it's duration so I don't have to take forever looking it up oh we found it here uh, success levels increase duration by two rounds so that is good for probably the rest of this fight, actually. Mage armor is good for will plus two, no, uh, two rounds. Okay, so it's good for four rounds. Oh, that's not great. Uh, and it's will plus two effect. Uh, physical defense goes up by two. So he's up to 13 physical defense. 
Um, oh, no, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Physical armor goes up by three, so that's cool. Um, he's at physical armor five, plus his shield. I have a 10 written here in brackets, but I'm not sure why that is for physical armor. Shield does not help that. Uh, so he goes up to eight physical armor for the next four rounds. Cool. Physical armor of eight. Okay, and then the Mogrim um, kind of just rushes in uh, with two claws. So step 12, claw attacks, 2d10. That's quite nasty, isn't it? Gotta hit an 11. That's a 10, close. And an eight, it, all right. It fails to hit uh, Phage. Uh, the thing does not have karma in it. Uh, now it is our turn. Quill worms are done. Okay. Sage uh, brings down the broadsword. He has a melee weapons talent of three plus his dexterity of six. So that's nine. Nine. So uh, let's add a karma. D8, D6. And then we'll have a karma. We got to take this thing down fast. Oh boy. An eight. I roll a measly eight. It's physical defense is 11. Not going to cut it. We're gonna go with Rockon next, the Obsidian um, Archer. He's going to Mystic Aim that sucker. Uh, so that's Perception of seven, eight, nine, d8, d6. Okay, and he's gonna throw in a Karma um, against the Mystic Defense of this sucker of seven. Oh yeah, I did it, just barely. I add two steps to the attack now, um, which I will True Shot. Add two karma to. Um, so, okay, so my thrown weapons is four plus dexterity, so that's ten plus two from the Mystic Game, so that's twelve. Uh, 2d10, I get to roll, and I'm gonna dump two karma into that. Three karma burned already. We gotta get through this guy's defenses. Okay, yes. Nine, well, a nine, a twelve, uh, fifteen. 12, 15, and it's initial physical defense is 11. So I didn't quite get that extra success after burning three karma. Wow. Okay, uh, one karma burn from Phage. Okay, well, I, I got through. I got him. Um, so the damage is 12, so 2d10 again for that. This thing's armor is 8. Oh my goodness, this thing is a brute. Death rating is 60. Oh, there's an exploding die. 12. I love exploding dice. It exploded again. Um, so that's another 10. So 12 plus 10, 22. Reroll that. And a 2. 24 damage. Wow. Okay. Uh, where's my map? Okay. Mulgrim. Takes 24 damage. Woo! Um, actually, no. Uh, physical armor of 8. So I'll bring that down to 16. My mistake. 16. Uh, knockdown of 14. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, and it takes a wound at 15. So I did wound it. Just barely. That thing is tough, man. Okay, knockdown test is its toughness. Uh, step 10, so 2d8 versus the difference of damage I inflicted it. 16 from 14, <laughs> so I gotta beat up two. Yeah, whatever, the thing is not knocked down. That thing is too tough. Okay, so Rockon just sinks a spear, uh, chucks the spear right into that thing, and uh, gives it a good gash. Unconscious at 50, so I, I gave it 16, so that's a good start. Um, now, we've got um, Salaven, the weaponsmith, he's gonna have to fight Krill. Krillworms. Krillworms. Um, he's just going to, nothing special. He's using a flail. That's cool. It's hard to picture that being used against a flying bat worm thing, but, but uh, here goes. Melee weapons of three plus his dexterity of five, so that's a step eight. 2d6. 2d6. 
And we've got a exploding die, so that's a seven plus two. So that's nine physical defense of ten. He misses. Ooh, it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long haul for him. Uh, he is he's not gonna do well, is he? These krill worms might kill him. Uh, okay, initiative D eight D six. Um, D eight D six for the bad guys. Just do them at the same darn time, maybe. Oh, that's ten for them. There's no way I'm beating that. Okay, Mithra goes on five. Everybody else goes out. Oh, okay, there's Thage Stormblade. Explodes. Explodes again. Oh, six, six, and a five on the D six. Seventeen. So he's going uh, first. Oh my goodness, another exploding die for Rockon. Six. Oh, eight. Okay, he still does not go before the bad guys. And whatever everybody else. Okay, so let's do Thage then. Uh, he will Karma Strike uh, with his melee weapon skill of nine. So that gives him a D8, D6, and an extra D6 for Karma. Come on, buddy. Oh my goodness, almost a critical failure. Two ones and a two. I can't get much worse than that. Okay, he's only got um, five karma. I've blown through two. Uh, here comes the Mulgrim. I've still got that armor on, so that's good. Uh, so he's going to bite claw this time. Bite is slightly more damage. Other than that, it's not much difference. They attack at the same. 2d10. Here comes the attack. Oh, there's a 13. That bite gets through. The claw attack, 10, does not get through. Close, he needed an 11. Okay, the bite, step 14. Um, um, oh yeah, I should. Um, I didn't uh, bark skin. Wood skin? What's it called? Wood skin. Oh well. Okay, so we got 14, uh, that's 2d12 damage. From the Mulgrim. Oh, that's two tens. Twenty. Brutal. Brutal. Twenty damage on fourth stage up front from a bite from this thing. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay, so we've got physical armor of eight, so we take twelve. Wound threshold is eleven, so just barely gets them. Um, so, um, yeah, twelve damage gets through. Um, he takes a wound. And knockdown is. What's my knockdown? Why don't I not have that here? Oh, it's, oh, it's over wound threshold. Um, oh, this thing has a separate. Whatever. Um, wound threshold. Damage. Yes, difference. Um, knockdown test. Right, had to look that up. Um, a knockdown test is a strength check versus the difference of your wound threshold and the damage you took. Wound threshold being 11. Um, I took... Uh, I ended up taking 12 damage. Oh yeah, no, that's not a knockdown. It has to be over 5. Okay. So I'm not knocked down. No chance of that. Thank heavens. Um... Really, I still took 12 damage though. Unconscious at 43. Okay, uh, so that thing's done. The two krill worms will attack again. What are they attacking with? 12 step. 2d10s on four. Sullivan. Nine. Will that hit him? I'm afraid it will. He's got a nine physical defense. And they both hit him. Gosh darn it, he is, he's going to be a hurt unit. Uh, they only do 7 damage, though. it's a d12, so that could go either way. Last time it was brute, 2 11s. 2 11s. Uh, okay, it's physical armor, soaks up 5 of those, so 6 and 6. Um, neither are wounds, but that adds up to another 12 damage, so he's up to 18 uh, damage of his unconscious at 27. Crow worms, man, no joke gonna take out my weaponsmith before I even get past the first fight. Our turn. Uh, no, Thage already went, isn't it? Um, rock on. She's gonna burn this karma. Going for the mystic aim. Uh, what does he make? Perception, mystic aim. 
at 7 plus 2 of 9. Okay, 9, d8, d6, and he'll use a Karma for the Mystic Aim. Oh, exploding die. Uh, 8 plus 8, 16, and then roll that. 16 plus 7, very nice. Alright, so we're looking at a 23. Um, 23 against the Mystic Defense of 7. Ooh, that's three successes. No, um, 23. Uh, that'd be 17. Yeah, that's three successes. Right, 7 is 1, and then up to 12 is 2. 17 is 3. Four, uh, yeah, three extra successes. That's great. Okay, so that's a plus six to damage. Um, or sorry, plus six to um, strike. So I'll use um, okay. So plus six. His throwing weapons is four plus dex. So that's ten. That's six up to sixteen. D twelve. D eight. D six. 12, D8, D6. If only this D12 would be as kind to me as it's been, been to the bad guys. Um, I can use True Shot. I'll use two more Karma, so that's another three. Oh, Karma mod is only three. Whoops. I can't use any more. Phew. Cinnamon. Oh, low. They're poor in Karma. Oh well, here we go. Uh, not bad. 12, 15. Hit a 15. Physical defense. Darn it. The thing's physical defense is 11. So close to that. Extra success. Darn it. Could have really used that karma that time. Karma mod of 3. For reals, eh? Alright. Um, okay, so just one success. The damage on that is uh, 12, so 2d10 damage. An exploding die here would be amazing. Last time, but... Shouldn't be so lucky this time. So that's only uh, 12, 12 damage. Darn physical armor on the thing. Physical armor of eight, so I did a measly four damage. Wow. Okay, so it's taken 20 damage. Not even halfway to its unconsciousness of 50. Okay, we gotta just, um, I think we gotta run. That's what we gotta do, yo. Um, well, let's, let's give her here, um, continue to say, Mithra, we're not quite dire straits yet, Mithra will mind dagger the Mulgrim. Um, yeah, mind dagger can be done with no threads, so the spellcasting of 4 plus perception, um, of 7, that's 11, d8, d10, and a d6 for karma, for good measure. Oh, there's an exploding die on the D6. That's always fun. I love rolling. Exploding dice 11, so that's 18 total right now. 18 plus 3, so 21. Its mystic defense is uh, 9. Oh, look at that. So I got 2 extra success um, for damage. 2 extra success, so that'd be 4 on the plus 4 on the damage. Mind dagger is will plus 2. Uh, so that's 7 plus 2 is 9, plus an additional 4, so 13, D12 and D10. D12 and D10. Okay. What do we got here? A, a 1 and a 3. 4 measly damage. Mystic Armor uh, on this thing is 3. So I did 1 damage to it. Congratulations, Mithra. You're not so useful. <laughs> Uh, okay, and the thing does, however, suffer a uh, minus two on its physical defense, so it is easier to hit, at least. Um, oh, that would have made a big difference if I had done that before uh, Rock On went. Oh, well. Okay, the initiative time. The bad guy is Mogrim. He's got a D8 and a D6. He rolls a 4. Oh, I might actually go first. And the worms are 10. Um, Thage, 1. All uh, oh, my guys will go on 1. And Mithra, 2. So, darn it, we're going last. Okay, here comes the Krill worms attacking with 
Bite 12. That was what? 2d10s. Salivan. 10. That hits. Again. And 9. Uh, 9 and 10 will both hit. He's got a 9. <laughs> 2d12. 9 and 3 damage this time. So armor takes the 3 down to nothing. And 9. Physical armor 5 gives him 4. So he's um, up to 22 damage. Unconscious at 27. Poor Salivan. Okay, he is going to... Oh, he didn't get to swing last time. I'm going to get him to attack from last turn and this turn. Let's give him something good here. Uh, actually, avoid blow. Let's give him an avoid blow chance on that. That's a 7, step 7. Um, D12. D12 against that attack of... Um, The uh, nine or ten, I guess. Well, either way, he avoided it. So, yeah, he only takes one strain. He avoided something. Cool for him. Okay, and then he uh, let's see. Yep, just melee weapons attack. Dex for an eight. He's gonna karma. Eight, so two d six plus another d six karma. See if you can. Ah, oh, exploding die. Here we go. So we've got uh, 10 plus 4. So 14. Exploding dice. 14 against physical defense of 10. Dang it. Not an extra success, but that's okay. Um, 2d8 on the damage. We'll see if you can put one down. That'd be amazing. Oh, exploding die on a d8. So there's 9 plus 7. 16 damage. Uh, yeah, death rate of 13. Who kills one? Okay, one krill worm dead. Okay, 16 dead. Nice, okay, and this turn he gets to attack again. Karma. He didn't attack last turn because I'm having a hard time keeping track of everything here. Uh, okay, so uh, 2d6 attack plus a karma. Uh, 9, 10. That will hit barely. Physical defense of 10. Um, he'll do his damage of. Um, what was it again? 10, 2d8. Oh, exploding dice again. Now it's starting to turn it around. 14. Oh, 13 killed it, so 16. All right, he takes out both krill worms. Okay, now Salaman is going to be in the fight against this Mulgrim. This thing is tearing us up so far. Well, Thage is taking a, a beating uh, like a champ, actually. Okay. Salaman's out. Rock on. And... Oh, yeah. Everybody gets to attack now. Okay, so the Mulgrim is left. His physical defense is reduced from 11 down to 9 now. Slightly easier to hit. Thage is going to burn a, a Karma. He is going to... He's going to maneuver this turn. Um, so that's a, a Dex um, of 3. So that's 9... Throw a karma at it. So, um, so step d8, d6, d6, and a karma. Ah, five. No, that's not going to do anything. Um, for the maneuver, uh, that takes a strain, I believe. I have it. I have it written here that it's saying it doesn't take a strain, but I find that hard to believe. Take a quick look. Yeah, maneuver takes a strain. Of course it does. I failed to maneuver. That's okay. I will take another karma. And just attack. Um, yeah, just attack. So that's 9, d86, and I use karma, same as before. Darn it, his rolls are not great. So that's that's an 11. So that does hit, at least. Uh, 11 uh, step damage, d10, d8. Come on, exploding dice. That's all I can hope for at this point. 13 damage, so... Uh, okay, the thing's um, armor is 8, so we did uh, geez, 5 damage. 5 damage through. Okay. We're up to 26. 26, gotcha. Okay, he's unconscious at 50, so I'm halfway there. Here comes Rockon. No more karma left for him. Um, he will chuck a spear for 10, so it's 2d8. Uh, he's thrown how many spears? He's got four spears. This is his last throw, and then he's going to have to um, just call missile. Oh, exploding dice. 
Amazing. Okay, so we're at 13 plus 7. Wow, 20. 20 on the 9. Uh, physical defense now. It's 2 extra success. Add um, 2 extra success. That's plus 4 steps to 12. That's 16. Step 16. D12 and 2D6. That's a cool combination. D12, 2D6. I love these weird dice combinations. Can't get enough. Okay, so there's eight and a six, uh, exploding D6. Um, so uh, 14 plus two, 16 damage. Physical armor of eight. So knocks it down to eight damage. Um, it's up to 34 damage. Okay, now we're starting a little way. Eight damage, knockdown, uh, or sorry, wound threshold to 15. This thing is just, just mean. It's just tough. Um, oh yeah, I never attacked uh, Thage. Boy, I have a hard time uh, mentally tracking Earth Dawn stuff. That'll come. I get better with uh, practice, I'm sure. Find it much easier with GURPS, of course. I've played that a lot more in my days. But uh, okay, um, so uh, Thage and Rock on have attacked. Salivan is done. Mithra has to go still. Um, but uh, we'll get this Mulgrim's attack in now. Before I go any further, he should have already attacked. 2d10. 2d10. Uh, against. Let's see who it's against this time. See if he can change. Uh, yeah, he's going to go for Rock On since he's doing all the damage. Why wouldn't he? Uh, that's a 9. No, well, that will not hit. Rock On's 12 defense. And then the Claw. Excuse me. The Claw attack uh, with an 11. Wow, he just cannot penetrate the defenses of the, the Archer. He is standing there with a body shield, so he's uh, he's got good coverage there. Okay, and last but not least, uh, Mithra will... Um, he gave it that minus two on physical defense, and that lasts two rounds. Um, I'll let that go. And he's going to try a flame flash. Takes a thread, so he will... Um, so I've got two matrixes. I'll just say that that was the other one. We would have been ready for. for oh no, no, no! I mind daggered and mage armored. Uh, so I'm gonna have to mind dagger again. Cool. I like that. Spellcaster of four plus perception of seven. That's an eleven. D eight, D ten. D eight, D ten plus a karma. Shaboom! Ah, two ones and a two. Total waste of karma there. Okay, ineffective. All right, round four, I believe it is. No krill worms left in the fight. We got D8, D6. Get rid of these krill, krill worms. Mulgrim's initiative is six. Hey, it's impossible to beat. Two, no, Fade isn't beating it. Seven, okay, Mithra's going first. And the other, nope, okay. All right. Mithra first, Mulgrim. I should read the description. Mulgrim. Um, uh, Mulgrim combines bits and pieces of many different creatures into a disturbing whole. The beast is about as tall as a large bear, but broader, with deep and powerful chest. Its back slopes like a toad's, and it has frog-like hind legs with which it can make uh, prodigious leaps. Its four legs, though smaller, are as strong as a human's arms, and three fingers on its broad hands are tipped with claws, <laughs> as long and broad as a human's forefinger. Uh, even though it resembles a large, ugly frog, the Mulgrim is not an amphibian. It hides in dry and tough. Uh, its hide is dry and tough, like imperfectly cured leather. Um, oily fur grows. Blah, blah, blah. Most of the head looks bear-like, but seems almost too large for its body. Beady red ringed eyes. Place of a snout. Morgan has a large beak. <laughs> For tearing flesh. Isn't that a lovely creature? This thing be ugly. So, um, Mithra will bring another mind dagger to bear because it's all he's got. He doesn't even have a weapon on him. Um, so he's going to make a pattern, a spell, uh, spell casting test. So 11d8, uh, 10d8, sorry. And a karma. Oh boy, look at that. Okay, there's another karma usage. We've got a six, exploding die, uh, a 10, 18, 
Looking die for a two, so 20. 20. Um, 20. Okay. This thing, uh, its physical defense will be back up on its turn, I believe, though. All right. Yeah, let's, let's say that. Um, so that does manage to get two extra success in. That is super. So we've got Mind Dagger. What is that? That? It's Will plus two. So that is four. Willpower step. Oops. Wrong character. Willpower seven plus two. Uh, nine plus an additional four because my extra success. So 13. D12 and a D10. I love the extra success on the fourth edition stuff. Super duper. Eight, uh, only ten damage. Okay, well, that's better than nothing. It's got that physical armor of eight, so I do it. Deal it amounts of two damage. It's thirty-six. Thirty-six damage. Uh, we gotta get to fifty. Knock it out. Okay, this thing's gonna tear into who? Uh, I guess we're going for rock on the obsidian again. Okay, here it goes. Um, two claws this time. Still 12, 2d10. Alright, 2d10, it gets a 12. That hits one, just barely two. And a five. Okay, it does um, 2d10 damage to rock on. 10 damage. Uh, he's got physical armor of three, so he takes seven. And his wound threshold is 12, so it's the first time he's been hit. Seven damage. Not bad, okay. Okay, we can weather this storm now. Um, what do we got? Um, okay. Let's go around the horn here. We'll start with Phage. He will use his last karma for his attack. Melee weapons. Um, maybe we should try and maneuver. I'm going to try and maneuver and then attack. Uh, yeah. All right, takes a strain, so it's up to 14. Um, I will use the Karma on the maneuver. Why not? So that's two plus dexterity of eight. 2d6, and we'll add a Karma. Oh, golly, I got to hit a nine, seven, eight, nine. I did so thanks to that mind that you're dropping the things. Physical defense to nine. Okay, so one success. She was plus two till end of turn on physical defense against the thing. Um, and uh, plus two to my attack. So I attack with a melee weapons of three, it's nine, uh, d8, d6. Um, oh, I have a plus two, so that's actually an 11. So d8, d10, it goes to the attack. 8 and an 8, 16. Oh, yeah, exploding die on the d8, 16, plus 1, <laughs> 17. 17, uh, darn, that's not quite two success. One extra success. Um, so that puts his damage up to 12. d10, d8. Nope, sorry, that's 2d10. And that is an 8 and a 7, not bad. Not bad. Um, so 15 damage. He takes away physical armor. 15. Takes away 8. That's 7 damage. Okay, things in the 40s now. 43 damage. Just gotta get to 50. Um, um, okay, that wasn't enough damage to knock it down or wound it or anything like that. Oh shoot, I have a wound and it has a wound. Oh well. I haven't been factoring that in, silly me. Still learning this one, this game. Okay, um, before the round is over, Saddleben to Scrang Weaponsmith is going to use Fire Blood. It can only be used during combat. I'll just read that. Um, uh, Adepts, uh, blood oozes from the Adepts, scratches, cuts, injuries, bubble and hiss, cleansing, cauterizing, healing them with fire. Uh, must be engaged in combat. Blah, blah, blah. The adept spends a recovery test immediately to heal a number of damage points equal to the results. Okay. Whoa. Okay, so he's going to use. Oh, is that, is that a standard action? 
Let's just check that out. Fire Blood is a standard guy. It takes his turn. Makes sense. Um, okay, his recovery test is... Um, he's got two. And it's just toughness five. So that's a D8. Attempt to heal. Ooh, seven. Not bad. Seven. Okay. Down to 12 damage. Twelve damage. Perfect. Okay, so he just concentrates and starts burning his cuts and damage away. Can't imagine that feels much better. But uh, okay, and rock on our obsidian. We'll throw a spear. Ten. Step ten to the eight. He's to hit a nine. He hits a nine barely. Nine right on. Then damage is step twelve. So that's two D ten. Um, grab those two for ten moves. Oops, chuck that right at the table. Oh, we've got an exploding die. Thirteen. And another nine. Oh, nice. Okay, twenty-two damage. That drops it. Twenty-two damage. Puts it up to sixty-five. Oh, twenty-two damage minus eight, that is. Um, so that would be fourteen. Fifty-seven. It has a death rating of 60, so the thing falls unconscious. And then we get to finish it off with extra three damage. Oh man, okay. That looked bad for a while, but we came out of it okay. Um, okay. All right, let's progress onward. Um, on the other side of the door is actually another roughly hewn 40 foot stone hallway same size more or less width with another matching door uh, ruin at the other end crumbled and slumping on its hinges so this is the yeah the last hallway the first hallway uh, entryway uh, let's see so I'll drop that in here so that would be right here According to this, um, I'll read on. The hallway is littered with bones and full of ancient skeletons, still impaled on triggered spike traps jutting out from the walls. In the center lies a large open pit trap, 20 feet deep, littered with bones and refuse. Sunlight bathes the broken door at the far end, and cheerful birds can be heard in the air. After a lifetime underground, your hearts leap at the thought of being in the open air for the first time. So this would be just like the death hall. <laughs> so the exterior door to the care um, has been breached and broken down. Lots of things over hundreds of years uh, meandered in, found their way down the hallway, fell into pit traps, got impaled. And then uh, probably late into the scourge or at the end of the scourge, this mulgrim came in after most of the traps were uh, triggered and has laired or was layered right there against the still sealed inner door of the Hope Gate. So, um, there we be. We're in the, uh, we made it. We'll walk down, probably the adepts would walk slowly down the hallway very cautiously. Um, and maybe detect for traps. But uh, as GM, I probably wouldn't do that. I don't know. Um, right here, I have uh, additional complications. That is one of the suggestions. Um, several active traps remain in the uh, Hope Gate exterior hall. So that could be interesting. You could just roll for random trap. On the uh, previous pamphlet, I had a list of traps. Let's do that for funsies. Five pit trap. <laughs> so there's another, another pit trap in here half that is taken up by a triggered one. Anyways, we will, uh, let's, let's take a look at a pit trap. Uh, what is the detection difficulty of one of those bad boys? Pit trap. I think they're quite nasty, aren't they? Detection is seven. So, let's take a look. Let's see if anybody would notice we've got disarm trap on him. That's cool. Danger sense, three. On the warrior perception for the seven d12 12 i need to hit a seven eight yeah 
yeah, heck yeah, the warrior uh, notices the remaining trap, pit trap, and we navigate around it. Maybe we can trigger it, open it up, kind of disarm it. Um, actually, we've got the weaponsmith with disarm trap at one. Oh yeah, no, the wizard is better. He's got disarm trap as well. Two. And it's uh, perception based, I do believe. Disarm trap? That dexterity could go either way, I guess, eh? Be rolling perception to detect traps, maybe with it. Well, if you can do that. This arm trap is a dexterity, so that would be better for five. Probably the same. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Five plus two, seven would be a d12. Try and disarm that, and a one will not do it, obviously. We'll just avoid it. See what the disarm uh, difficulty is in the in the book here. I love their trap stats they've got here. These are great. Disarm is seven as well. Another try at a six. No, you know we can't. So we go around it, and I think we'd spend some time just outside. This uh, would be on a bit of a bit of a mountain or hillside bit of a cliff uh, overlooking surrounding lands and that would be quite the view to these bunch of, bunch of shut-ins so um, yeah they would uh, rest there for a bit I'm just gonna look up I'm going to look up the recovery test yeah let's wait at least an hour after engaging combat mm-hmm mm-hmm so they'll wait there for an hour and everybody will get one recovery test to recover uh, some hit points and it says here the adepts can camp safely in the wilderness near the hope gate thanks to the vicious mulgrim's marked territory for now so the mulgrim has this whole area outside uh, around the entryway to this care been patrolling this area this thing's vicious so nothing will come near them for the night so I think maybe they will spend the night there and they can make all the recovery tests in the morning um, oh we've got a wound on yeah have to, have to deal with that first um, actually take a look at that yeah okay so um, we can make recovery tests rest for the rest of the day uh, so sage here has three recovery tests and those are d12 um, so yeah we'll rest for okay so an hour goes by after combat and he'll heal four and he'll rest another hour roll again six total now and his third before bed six okay so he heals 11 um, doesn't quite heal all his damage, so that's unfortunate. But 11, 14, so he's got three damage left. Three damage left, going in to a full night's sleep. So in the morning, he will spend another recovery test. He must spend one when he wakes up. Um, for that, I'll last three hit points, and the wound will stay with him the next day. Crappy deal. Um, we've got a wound on Mithra. Oh no, this is old. He didn't get attacked. Um, got, okay, we'll take. We only got one more recovery test for Scalavan. Or Salavan. Um, he's only got a toughness of five, so it's a D8. He's got 12 damage. Four, so he'll heal four. So he's up to. Back up to eight. Rock on, took seven damage. His toughness is six. Six. So he's got a D10 recovery. That's not bad. Oh, he's, he heals eight. So Rockon is back up to full. Not bad. Okay, not bad for a day's, day's work. And they camp out uh, uneventfully. That is day one. Okay, next day comes around. Um, 
everybody does their karma ritual um, so they can have their karma back. Do their karma rituals unhindered in the morning. And Sage must spend a recovery die, recovery test. So he's down to two for the day. And he heals three damage, so that's he's back up to full. But still still suffering that wound. <laughs> Not good. Okay. And Wow, okay. That's the next day. We will continue there next time. Hold on.